0: Welcome to Doggy Dish, where two of LA's best dog trainers serve up a hearty helping of dog topics. At the end of this podcast, we'll provide information on how to contact our trainers. And now, here they are.
1: Hi, this is Laura Berhini from Animal Attraction Unlimited. And I'm Kim Reinhart with Ain't
2: Misbehavin' Canine. Thank you for joining us today. Today we're going to talk about impulse
1: control. What is impulse control? I know we've mentioned it in a number of our podcasts, and today we're going to define it. We have, and I think that people understand what impulse control is as
2: it relates to human beings, but I don't necessarily know that they understand that a lot of the times the behaviors that they expect their dogs to simply grow out of are that the dog hasn't developed impulse control, that the dog follows his impulses. So there are dogs that grow as they get older they develop a little more impulse control there are dogs who usually those are not dogs with that are incredibly challenged in that area to begin with but impulse control is one of those things that we can teach and encourage and encourage practice out of our dogs yeah
1: it kind of goes along with maturity you know I, I tell people when they ask me oh can I train an eight week old puppy because the puppy is the puppy is bouncing off the walls with energy and stuff and I say well yes we can train the dog everything it needs to know but even if you do like a four or five week training program at the end of that time it is still a puppy Mm -hmm. it knows everything that you've taught it but it is still a puppy and it's still lacking impulse control and maturity so just because you taught it to it doesn't mean that it's going to have the maturity to maintain a stay when there's a ball rolling by because it comes along with experience i think experience and maturity really affect impulse control i agree that they do affect it but i also think that there are a lot of people that
2: i work with who have dogs that are a year two years old that are really still seriously impulse control challenged oh
1: yeah i've got one of those and
2: the people think that it's because the dog is still young and he's still growing. And I think it's because they haven't really worked on developing the dog's impulse control. There are mm-hmm. lots and lots of things that you can do with a dog. And your dog is kind of a bad example of this, Laura, because your dog has some issues that are above He makes a really beyond. bad example out of me. Well, he is... Is that what you're saying? No, he has some... But he has some issues that go above and beyond what I'm talking about, which is, you know, we make these podcasts for the average person with the average dog. And the thing is, there are things that you can do to encourage and teach your dog about impulse control and encourage him to practice it, because practice makes perfect. Mm-hmm. And although you've done a lot of that work with that,
1: you have... a full-time job for the rest of your life on that particular dog (laughs) right because he had a he wasn't a puppy when I got him and he had a history and and to be honest with you I don't keep it up like I should because I don't take him out as often as I should right you know life happens but I still don't think we've defined impulse control I think impulse control for me is the dogs that can see something they want and maintain their behavior enough to not go get it like a ball going by or a cat chasing a cat that kind of thing or a squirrel or so no matter what you've said or done you've put the dog in a stay and the dog goes well I know this but I just can't help myself it's right. that I can't help myself type of thing right where it's like their their, their brain just is,
2: stops functioning it's controlling their impulses right. so if their impulse is to go get excited about something they're going to either follow that impulse or they're going to put it a control on it and Mm -hmm. they're going to slow it down and dogs that are not naturally really adept at impulse control you can do a lot to develop that in them and a lot of times when I go work with people I see things blamed on the dog's age that I wouldn't really call a product of the age I would call it a product of the fact that the dog's never actually been encouraged
1: been required yeah
2: yes to develop that particular skill and it's like any other skill
1: It's something that you have to develop. Right. And people think you're right. A lot of times, oh, he'll grow out of it. He'll grow out of it. No, he may get more adept at it. Right. If you don't do something about it, there are some behaviors, okay, yeah, maybe they will grow out of some of them. Mm -hmm. But for the most part, if it's an impulse control and if it's a self-reinforcing behavior, if you don't stop it now, it's not going to stop. Mm -hmm. And the dog may even get better at it and may start to enjoy it more. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, because they see it as an age issue, they just keep...
2: Letting the dog get better and better and better and better and better and better at not controlling his impulses Mm -hmm. and following those impulses. And the dog becomes really
1: a huge behavior issue, a huge behavior challenge before they start to work. And then when they try to stop it, then they hit a big, huge extinction burst.
2: Or worse. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Or worse. So... I wanted to talk about the things that you can do to teach your dog about impulse control. And one of the best things that you can teach your dog is a leave it. Mm -hmm. A leave it is a really good exercise to encourage impulse control. And it doesn't have to be done. Uh, You don't go out and take the dog out to the thing that he most wants to get in the whole world. Let him get four feet from it and then yell leave it and think that you are actually teaching him anything leave it is something that again that they have to learn in an attainable way so i would start a dog with teaching a leave it with a dog with something that he wasn't that interested in to begin with and i would reward him with something that he was terribly interested in just to get him to understand the concept of Mm -hmm. what a leave it is a leave it is you're not going to go after it and Then I would, and I do actually always continuously teach that to dogs throughout their lifetime. I mean, that's one of the big things that I work with when I'm working with young dogs is a leave it. Because learning to control their impulses starts with, that's a really good one to start with. Mm -hmm. Something I really want or something that I want that I know when somebody says leave it that I need to back
1: off. And that something good is going to happen as a result of that. Right. You know what exercise I like for a good impulse control? is, and I do this with Petey especially a lot because he loves to retrieve, especially this one rubber ball on a rope, is that I'll put him in a down stay or a sit stay, and then I will raise my arm as if I'm going to throw the ball, and quite often a dog, when they're first starting out, will take off. Mm-hmm. You've told him stay, you raise your arm as if you're going to throw it, and he's supposed to wait for a release, and as soon as you start to, start to raise your arm or look like you're going to throw it, the dog takes off. hmm And that's his impulse to go. And, you know, the punishment is I just don't throw the ball. I make him come back. He sits and stays. And then I get to the point where I can actually do a full-on fake throw. He stays, and then I will use a clicker, click, and then I'll actually throw the toy. Mm -hmm. And you could do that in a a number of ways. You could also go to lift your arm
2: and then reward him. First Before you get to the place where he's going to... If you have that... Yeah,
1: if you can get that moment in time. For a lot of dogs, there's not even that moment in time. You flinch that arm and the dog is off. Well, especially in the beginning. And that's
2: where the punishment of not throwing it comes in very handy. Yeah. Of being able to... Because you can
1: control the reward there.
2: Right. But then a lot of times, when you get a little bit further into that exercise, you can now start rewarding at the point where you just mock... Lift your arm, so maybe you don't lift it all the way up to like it, you're gonna throw it, but you just sort of flinch a little bit and then reward.
1: yeah, and make it you, even more worth his while to not go. And
2: you might reward with by throwing the ball, but you might reward with something else. I probably would reward with something else that the dog found to be wonderful, like the tastiest treat he's ever had, mm-hmm. something that was really a big deal. That is a a really good one for impulse control. I think you do tug for impulse control.
1: Yes. Because there are rules to tug, as we discussed in another in another show, up, yeah. and even if I'm done playing tug of war, that if I have it in my hand and I walk away, I don't keep it up high, I don't hold it up high, I don't do the Statue of Liberty routine to keep the dog from grabbing it out of my hand, I walk with it down at my side. And part of that that control is the dog cannot come up and grab it out of my hand. Mm-hmm. Just like the impulse control part of that exercise is, I tell you give, you spit it out, and just because it's still maybe sitting there in front of your face, you don't grab it. You mm-hmm. don't grab it until I say, all right, take it.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, one of the ways that I teach impulse control to dogs is, well,
2: I've heard you refer to them as life rewards. I really like that. I'm I'm adopting that as my own. But
1: I will... Got to give me credit. And 50 cents every time you use it. <laughs>
2: yeah good luck with that I never say it (laughs) anyway (laughs) okay you hold your breath now (laughs) good luck with that if you don't hear me the rest of the show it's because I've passed out but I will frequently teach a dog that relaxed behavior gets my attention Mm -hmm. so With a dog that's really excitable, that might be the very, very, very smallest sliver of relaxed behavior. But that's teaching impulse control Mm -hmm. because his impulse is to get excited and get wild or obnoxious Mm -hmm. or whatever word you want to use for it. His impulse is to go up. And so every time he pulls back just a little bit, I'll reward that. And that's teaching impulse control. And a lot of times what happens is people get dogs that have high energy And they don't realize it, but they are constantly paying attention to the dog when he's in a high-energy state. And when he gets in a more relaxed
1: state... They don't want to disturb him. They think, oh, thank goodness, and they don't pay any attention to it. Right. Because now he's asleep in the corner. I'm afraid if I go over and pet him, tell him he's a good boy, then he's going to get up. Another exercise that I like for or, or, wait a minute I'm sorry I'm or sorry. relaxes for, again.
2: yeah or relaxes for just a minute even if he just relaxes for a minute they could reward that it wouldn't have to be it wouldn't be a great idea to yell yay <laughs> that moment because that would of course pull him out of it but if they were to even just say good good job in a relaxed tone or in a soothing tone they could start rewarding the dog for controlling himself. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times when I work with people who have dogs with impulse control problems, it's because I notice they are constantly interacting with the dog when he's excitable and ignoring him when he's quiet.
1: Right. And the excitability has now become an attention-seeking behavior. So anytime the dog wants the attention, he knows that that's what he has to do to get it. One of my things for impulse control is, you know, how often you pull out a leash Mm -hmm. and the dogs get excited Mm -hmm. and start jumping up and down don't that's put the leash on. Exactly. You drop the leash. You put the leash back in the drawer. Mm-hmm. You do whatever you have to do to not continue to put the leash on the dog and take the dog for the walk. Because mm-hmm. quite often, you know, the dog is spinning in circles, barking, jumping up and down because they're excited to go for a walk. And the people continue to put the leash on and take the dog for a walk. Mm-hmm. And that's totally reinforcing the dog for that behavior. That's a really great opportunity
2: to to work on impulse control. I think at mealtimes was another great time mm-hmm. to work on impulse control. When you start to make the food up and the dog starts to get excited, excited, excited with my dogs, when I start to, I've told this in other podcasts, but I start to put food together for my dogs and they need to lay down. That's what they're supposed to do. That's in, because that what they want to do is jump up in the air and turn circles. And I know hurry, this for a hurry, fact.
1: hurry, hurry, and hurry, hurry, yes, hurry. And I know this for a fact, by the way.
2: Yes. <laughs> and so... What I will do is every time, and it's hard because I have four of them sitting there, and so I have to, you know, I'm not able to reward the ones that are necessarily quiet, but it's a little bit of they've kind of all clued into everybody needs to cool it, Mm -hmm. and they put a little bit of pressure on the dog. Exactly, peer pressure. They're going, would you (laughs) shut
1: up? Sit down, don't you know?
2: Well, actually, Willow has turned around and snapped at her daughter before. Oh, really? (laughs) Yes. Stop it. That's enough. Yeah. And so every time they get up, that every time they start to move around, I just dr- drop what I'm doing, stand there, turn turn my back to the food. They go, oh no! <laughs>
1: And they'll, <laughs> Then they drag Flirt outside and beat the heck out of her.
2: Well, no, because she's the funniest. She's the one who's very speedy. So the minute that it looks like I'm going to stop the action, she is like burrowing herself down into the <laughs> ground. Look, I'm down. I'm down. Of course, it didn't start out that way. But that's yeah. a really good time to work on impulse control. Mm-hmm. Flirt is my youngest Australian Shepherd, and she's definitely impulse control challenged. I mean, she is a really high-energy, high-excitable dog. And so I have to work on it every opportunity I get. So I will also work on that for going to the car.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: We go to get up in the car, and they're too wild, I stop. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to go to the car. They're excited to go. And yeah. So it's similar to the, the leash thing. They usually right. are leashed when they take them. But also,
1: you know, things like that, like the leash and going for a walk and getting in the car, we tend to start that. Mm-hmm. We tend to start that by going, you want to go for a walk? You want to go, who wants to go for a walk? And the dog's going, I don't know what we're doing, but it sounds exciting. And the same thing for the car. You want to go for a ride? You want to go for a ride? Especially if you're going to the dog park or someplace, not that I approve of dog parks, but if you're going someplace (laughs) fun, (laughs) Mm -hmm. right? So it's like, oh, you want to go? You want to go? The dog, again, is saying, I don't know what you're talking about, but you sound excited about it, so I'm going to get excited about it. So if you don't act that excited about it from day one, then the dog isn't going to go to that place. And you know what made this occur to me was homeless people who have dogs. Those dogs aren't excited to be on the leash and go out for a walk well, because, because they're they there every in. day. <laughs> they're, they're, I know, they never get in. But they're on the leash every day. The person doesn't make it exciting. Right.
2: But I think that it's not just about the person getting excited. Oh, no, because it's, it's kind not. of like the knock at the door and the dog runs to the door and then yeah, somebody comes absolutely. in and the dog gets excited. There is a reinforcement and the way to teach them to slow down with that, is to teach them that they have to control themselves in order to further the game. Right. You could be outside already if you hadn't done that. In fact, I use that for dogs walking nicely on a leash mm-hmm. because I walk along with a dog on a leash and as soon as he starts to put any pressure on the leash at all, I stop. Mm-hmm. And if he continues to, pre- to put pressure on the leash, I might he might lose a few feet.
1: Yeah. Penalty yards, I call them.
2: Yeah. And it's teaching the dog... Yes, you want to go faster. You want to make this happen. But But pushing me into it is not going to work. That's right. You need to control yourself. You need Mm -hmm. to think about what you're doing. That's the thing that I think people don't understand about impulse control. It's not something that the dog is too excited and he can't think about it. He may very well be in that place right now because he's never had to practice it. But the more that you practice or allow your dog to practice impulse control, the more that you encourage them to, the more that you make it in their best interest to practice impulse control, the better they get about it. And then you find out it's not about the age he is or the fact Mm -hmm. that he's too excited or the situation that's happening. It's about the fact that he's just never learned it
1: yeah you know one time i took my first pit bull to a makeup agility class so it was was with a group of people that i didn't know Mm -hmm. and uh he was a fabulous dog got along great with other dogs and i get there a couple minutes late the instructor's already showing the course and so i stand back a little ways because i don't know any of the people or the dogs there and i'm standing probably 25 or 30 feet from this woman with an australian shepherd who is just gagging at the end of the leash trying to see my dog the dog not the not the person well, I, okay, well, yeah, the dog. I was. Confused. I don't for think she was. No, sorry. split second, I was confused. See, the, the the Australian Shepherd. Yeah. It was a big one of the chunky, you know, yeah. big dogs, and uh, as opposed to the skinny little ones like you have. <laughs> and I'm watching the instructor show the course that she just put out, and all of a sudden I hear this scrambling noise, and I look over just in time to see this Aussie dragging its its owner across to me and he's now within about 10 feet of me and I look at this and I'm sure the look of surprise on my face is evident and she says oh I'm sorry he just had to come and see your dog and I'm thinking wow good thing my dog is nice and not because he's a pitbull, but just in general yeah and not only that but then of course the, the Aussie's body language because he's pulling on the leash is not great and there's a lot of frustration there and stuff but that was lack of impulse control on both of their parts. Right. Right. Because the lady didn't have the impulse control enough to go, oh, yeah, we're not going to do that. Well, that's the funny thing, though. I
2: think that that addresses the idea that it is in people's heads that, that those words are exactly what people think. Oh, he couldn't. He just he could not help to. himself. Right, exactly. He, he can't, he's too excited. He's, oh, he gets, you know, he needs that. Mm-hmm. There's all these different things that when people talk and they use words like that, I mean, those are typically when clients have worked with me a few times, they'll say something like that and then look at me. Yeah, or <laughs> I can't. With a sheepish look on their face because they know that I've got that grin that says Or I have really? to let him.
1: I have to let him. Or I can't stop him. I can't. Yes. He won't let me. Yes, he won't. Let, that's a really good one. He won't let me get him off of the couch. He won't let me keep him away from the door when the mailman is there.
2: But I think it's that state of mind that I want to address here because even if people understand what impulse control is, I think they don't understand that that's just about impulse control. And if you want your dog to have it, you've got to practice it. You've got to put him in a position to practice it. And the way to do that is to stop making those excuses about why he must behave this way. Mm Mm-hmm. No, he, he doesn't have any... I mean, a lot of times when I go to work with people, I'll say, yeah, you know, he doesn't have a lot of impulse control. But that's not about who he is. That's just about what he's practiced mm-hmm. or not practiced. That's what about what he's been exposed to. So if he's exposed to needing to develop impulse control, he will. If he is put in a position where in order to make his life work well, he
1: needs to have, exercise impulse control, he'll get really good at it. Yeah, because dogs do what works. And if something stops working... They are going to figure out something else to do. Right.
2: So a couple of things that you can do if you feel that your dog lacks impulse control. First of all, see it as something that he absolutely can learn. But you're going to have to make him feel the necessity to learn it. So you're going to have to put him in a position where, because he's a practical creature, he realizes that in order to get what he wants, he needs to develop the skill. You start at a place where the dog is going to have more of a likelihood of success.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: So you don't start with the toughest thing that you come up against.
1: Yeah, you don't take the leash out of the drawer, he gets excited, put it away and walk away for 20 minutes and expect him to be quiet for 20 minutes. Right.
2: <laughs> well, or you don't, you don't, as I said, you don't start teaching impulse control over the dog that goes crazy when he sees a squirrel and you take him out to the park and you try to teach him leave it off of a squirrel. 10 feet from where the squirrel is at. I mean, that there are things that you just have to take the challenge that poses some,
1: some challenge to you, but not enough that you're going to fail. Yeah. That you're probably going to fail. Because ideally you want to set the dog up to succeed. Always. Make his life easy. Set him up to succeed so that he has an easy choice. Right. You want him to succeed. You want his choice to be simple.
2: And then the other thing is, if you really have a dog that you think lacks impulse control... You need to start paying attention to how often you reward that
1: behavior. And it may just not be one particular behavior. It may be one annoying behavior that gets your attention most often, but then there could be other areas in your life where... He has no impulse control, but it doesn't bother you as much, so you don't call him on it. You know what? I have a really good example of this, and I hope I have oh, time good. to say it. Um, I worked with a client
2: who I like very much. She's a really nice lady. She's got this cool dog. He's like a shepherd mix, a real lanky dog. Nice dog. And she, one of her problems was that when she would take him out on a leash, he was very reactive to other animals. And so I was sitting in her house, and she leaves her front door open so that the dog's the entire yard is fenced, so it's fenced all the way around, and she leaves the front door open so that they can just come and go as they please. You know, personally, it's not my choice, but okay, that's You couldn't all right. pay me
1: to do that. No,
2: it's not my choice because they don't really have any limits. But okay, so we're sitting there, and he hears something outside, and he woofs. And I'm watching her, and we're talking, but I'm mm-hmm. watching the scenario as it plays out, and he woofs. And he starts to get excited, and he starts to get off the couch. And as he starts to get off the couch, I just say to him, "Uh uh-uh. Right. Nope. And I stop him. And she says to me, oh, well, you know, it doesn't really bother me that he does that. And I say to her, okay, except your dog has no impulse control. He gets out, and once he gets excited, all bets are off.
1: And bringing him down from that, once he gets to that place, is going to be so much more difficult. Well, and he's never been in a situation to practice starting up
2: coming back down starting up coming back down starting up so here is the situation where he's not that invested in going out there but he's starting to go into the excitable zone and we teach him "Uh uh-uh you can control yourself here and he practices that behavior that he gets better and better at every time he practices controlling himself Mm -hmm. which he wanted to go you know higher 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 And, of course, after I explained it, you know, a few times we we were able to get through this, but I think that that's something that I realized as I sat there. This is something that people don't understand. They just don't understand that impulse control is something that the dog has to learn. That he can't magically go, oh, you don't want me to act like that on the end of the leash?
1: Okay. Yeah, and I think you're right that a lot of people do in the beginning go, oh, it's in the beginning of the behavior, I mean, they do go, or well, it's okay for him to do that. I want people to know that I have a dog. Yes. I want him to, to feel like he's protecting me or to feel, you know, to know when somebody's out there. But then there's no in-between. They let the dog do that little thing, but then the big thing at the end they don't like. And the dog in those situations can quite often, especially once that dog were to leave the, the couch and or get out the front door, once he's out the front door, like you said, all bets are off. He's already in that spot that you can't reel him in from.
2: Right. And he's not... I think when you're trying to deal with reactivity, and this is sort of off the subject, but when you're trying to re- deal with reactivity, and a lot of that is about impulse control, mm-hmm. that one of the things that you're doing is you're just teaching the dog that he can reel it in, that he can bring himself back, that he doesn't have to keep once that match has hit, you know, has, has ignited. Once that little spark is ignited, he doesn't have to go into full-blown whatever the, the craziness is. So... You're teaching him about impulse control. You've got to start
1: somewhere. And you've mm-hmm. got to start when he's not that invested in the behavior. So, And then you can start to push that envelope a little bit. You can start to push that threshold. Because now he's not going to react at the very little thing anymore. Now he's going to give you a little more leeway. And then you can start pushing it so that you then have more influence over him when he does get out the door or at the front gate.
2: And he starts to realize that he can control these things. Mm-hmm. You know what? I've seen dogs that were so impulse control challenged that they get themselves in trouble with other dogs. Because they go up 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 the scale and they get so excited that they don't know, they don't realize that they can pull it back. <laughs> they can get excited and still control their behavior. And they come up against the dog that isn't going to put up with that and the dog nails them, goes after him aggressively. And then they develop some fear. And they develop some negative things, but they also go, oh, I can control myself. It's kind of like the puppy that's running really fast around the yard and starts to head up to the front porch and the porch has two stairs Uh and he hits that set of stairs and he splats himself all over the place, right? And he goes, oh no. And so the next time he's running and all excited and he starts to go towards the stairs and then he slows himself (laughs) down. Saying, I remember
1: what happened here last time.
2: And I can do that. It's not like once I go up, 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 I can't bring myself back down. He starts to develop some ability to control himself, to think about things and control it based on what's happening around him. Anyway, this has gone on a lot of different subjects. I don't know, because impulse control plays into a lot of behavior, in my Does. Opinion. It shows up It shows up everywhere. Yeah. Most of the time, if you go to someone's house and their dog has
1: good impulse control, you're not bothered by them. Yeah, they have good manners. That's I think a dog with good manners has great impulse control. That's what I'm saying. You, yeah. That's what you think of him.
2: You think it's a really nice, well-behaved dog. And what it comes down to is he controls his impulses. He and doesn't run up and sniff you yeah. in, the, in the other regions. And he, right. doesn't, <laughs> and he doesn't, you know, jump on you. And he doesn't bark
1: hysterically. And he doesn't, he controls all of those things. Yeah. And, you know, my first two dogs, I put a lot of tricks on them, a lot of trick training stuff. But... They had really good impulse control, whether it was through the training of the tricks or they were just born with it. I don't I don't know. Right. They were both older when I got them, um, like at least a year old when I got them. But what I'm saying is they didn't have a whole lot of obedience training. I didn't put a lot of obedience on them. But they had really good house manners. Mm -hmm. So people looked at them and thought, I must have put in hours and hours and months and months and months of training with them Mm -hmm. because they didn't pull on the leash. They didn't run off. They had great recalls. And it was impulse control. Mm -hmm. I didn't put a whole lot of time into them obedience-wise, but they were well mannered.
2: And like I said, some dogs have really good natural impulse control. It does happen. You do have dogs that Oh yeah, that they grow made me up. look really good. Yeah. That you do have dogs that well, I don't know. I'm just saying that you do have dogs that are like that. And those dogs it's really difficult for a dog with a lack of impulse control to get into a household where the last dog had great impulse control naturally because then the people think there's something wrong with the dog mm. and there isn't he just isn't developing that particular skill it's like anything we all have strengths and weaknesses and the second dog that's just not his strength his strength may be that he's really confident and the other dog might have been less confident but still if you have a dog that has developed good impulse control most people think oh they're very
1: well-mannered dogs they're yeah. well well-behaved dogs yeah all right So I guess that's it for Impulse Control? I think so. This is Laura Burheny from Animal Attraction Unlimited.
2: And I'm Kim Reinhart with Ain't Misbehaving Canine. Thank you for joining us today.
0: You have been listening to Doggy Dish, a podcast series about dog training and other related issues. To suggest a topic for a future segment, please email us at dogdishtopics at yahoo.com. To learn more about our featured trainers, or if you're interested in training for your own dog and you live in the Los Angeles area, you may contact Laura or Kim directly. To speak with Laura, call 818-800-4818 or visit her website at www.petdogtrainer.com. To speak with Kim, call 818-890-1133 or visit her website at www.beagooddog.com. Thank you for listening.